Hello, my name is Brian Smith and welcome to my office. You can watch this seminar as a YouTube video or listen to it as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. There's also a published article which is a little bit longer and is linked to in the notes. So my seminars, as you might know by now, are about the life sciences industry, pharma, medtech, diagnostics, which I've worked in, researched and written about for over 40 years. I study the evolution of business models and strategy and my aim in these seminars is to give you a new way to think about your business. If I manage to do that, then please like, subscribe, share with your colleagues. And if you want to know more, then get in touch and we can have a chat over a cup of coffee, either real or virtual. A big part of my job is to read the stream of announcements that go across my screen and to find the signals that emerge from the noise. Sometimes I see new signals that add to my research about the evolution of the industry. Other times I see something that reinforces my previous findings. Recently, something Roche said resonated very strongly with my study of the pharmaceutical innovation ecosystem. It's a good illustration of how Darwinian evolution works in our market. So stick with me for a few minutes and I'll explain both concepts and the practical takeaway. One of the most fascinating characters in economic history is Joseph Schumpeter. Schumpeter is famous for this concept of creative destruction. The idea that the failure of old ways of doing things leads to the emergence of new ways to succeed. My hero Charles Darwin um, describes similar ideas of creative destruction in a biological rather than an economic context. For example, in his most famous book, um, The Origin of Species, Darwin wrote, the extinction of all forms is the almost inevitable consequence of the production of new forms. So creative destruction was a fashionable idea in the mid-19th century. Marx also wrote about it. But it wasn't until the 1950s, after Schumpeter coined the phrase, the gain of creative destruction, that it became one of the most famous phrases in economic theory. So what has Schumpeter's deal got to do with the pharmaceutical industry? Well, pharmaceutical innovation today, as you may well know, relies heavily on external innovation and partnering between big pharma and small startup biotechs. The pharma-biotech relationship is complex and delicate. Each side often complains about the unrealistic expectations of the other. This hinders the translation of discovery into innovation. My work suggests that if something were to change so that those misaligned expectations could be better aligned, then it would help pharmaceutical innovation. So I was fascinated when Roche recently touched on this very subject. They were talking about the challenges facing many biotechs at the moment and how this might create opportunities for Roche to partner or acquire, so enhancing its rate of innovation. Roche aren't the only company I've heard say this, by the way. It's a talking point among many of my colleagues in business development. This is a clear example of what Schumpeter called creative destruction, where a negative change in one area creates a positive opportunity in the other. And companies like Roche are very good at seeing this kind of opportunity. In biology, the most famous example of creative destruction is the story of the dinosaurs and the mammals. Your ancestors and mine were warm-blooded, milk-secreting vertebrates about the size of a small mouse and they played a minor role in Earth's biological story. 
until, that is, the something that paleontologists call the KT boundary, which was about 65 million years ago. And around that time, there was a mass extinction event, which has been associated with that large meteor impact in New Mexico. And it destroyed many species, including, most famously, most kinds of dinosaurs. It was only after this event that mammals sort of took their chance to spread all over the world and to become the most varied and successful vertebrates on the planet. What they did, of course, was to take advantage of the ecological gaps left by the dinosaurs. So what was a destructive gale for most species was a very constructive one for, for our ancestors. The parallels are there for pharmaceutical business leaders to draw, even if they are indirect. The takeaway from this, as Roche will point out, is that strategists in life science companies should be sensitive to the opportunities caused by gales of creative destruction. This includes those gales we're seeing buffet to biotechs at the moment, but there are other gales elsewhere in the life sciences system. For example, the demand for value, the retreat of governments from some areas of healthcare, and the demise of the middle classes in Western economies are all changes that both destroy old ways of doing things and create new ways. The strategists at Roche are wise to this, and you should be too. Thanks for joining my seminar. If you found it worth your time, I hope you have, then please like, subscribe, and share with your colleagues. If you'd like to read my article about creative destruction in pharma and medtech companies, then please send me an email. And if you'd like to browse the 300 articles, papers, and books I've written about our industry, then take a look at my website in the links below. And if you'd like to know a little bit about how my research can help you improve your competitive capabilities, then send me an email and we can set that virtual coffee. I'd love to hear from you.